0: Greetings, citizens of Podcast City! I ask you to look upon me and heed my warning. As of this moment, you are all now fully aware that the following program is rated mature and is intended solely for those of the legal age to smoke, vote, and purchase pornography. If you find yourself at all easily disturbed by the harsh realities of obscene language, and perhaps you should turn back now before your mind becomes permanently stained with the wicked ways of professional wrestling. Every conceivable form of listener and viewer discretion is strongly advised. Beat me if you can. Survive if I let you.
1: Hey hey hey! Welcome, welcome to Off the Rope Tuesday. I am Diggs. I am George. George. I'm Diggs. I'm Jack Torrance. Jack Torrance, he's there somewhere.
0: Yeah, all I'm seeing is our old uh, flyer of, of my picture from like 20 years ago.
1: There, so back when you had hair.
0: Uh huh, glory days. Hmm.
1: I just want everyone to know we appreciate your support. Please go like, share, subscribe. Click that button on YouTube. Give us a give us a old hey, how do you do? We uh, would appreciate that immensely, because, well, we do this shit for you and for us, but, you know, we want more subscribers, so do it. We told you so. Oh, hell
0: yeah. All right, now I get it. Sorry. I thought we were already starting off with some technical difficulty there. I'm like, I can't
1: see you. (laughs) <laughs> well, that was just me just throwing some, Our, some air balls as I itch my armpit live on camera, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh,
0: sexy boy. Yeah, I can dig it, Daddy. We certainly do appreciate all the support we have received thus far through, what is it now? This will be nine. number nine, but we certainly could use some more, folks. So if you
1: don't mind, hit that little blue thumb. Give a share subscribe. on the Facebook. Share. A, on the, share on the Facebooks when you see us make those lovely posts and those lovely memes that Jack Torrance puts out there to uh, attract your comedic attention.
0: We sure do appreciate you folks. But uh, yes, as you mentioned, it is time to kick off match number nine. Oh,
1: yeah. There it is. There it is. What match is going to be our main event? Oh, that's a question we need to,
0: on there. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Um, just like uh, well, pretty much any other week, we certainly got a lot to cover here. Um,
1: there's a I, lot going on. Oh
0: boy, is there ever. Um, I think the biggest news of the week, I we probably should hit on that first and foremost was the releases. The yes, that's, releases. Where
1: I, that's where I was going,
0: yes, sir. Bobby, last week, as many of you are now well aware, WWE made some big time cuts and a few of these were quite huge. surprising to see the least very huge very very shocking and appalling all at the same time yeah but um there was uh, let's see five releases in one day last week from the WWE and uh, Santana Garrett I don't know who that was but he's gone
1: uh Lana is out buddy that was murphy kind of a shocker one for me seeing Lana go
0: yeah, she was just on Raw, uh, you know.
1: A week she, prior with Miz.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of had a feeling, though, once uh, Rusev, now Miro, switched over to AEW that it probably only yeah. did time before she was out of there. So, yes, Lana joins the list along with Buddy Murphy. Ruby Riot, who was another one that was, mm-hmm. like, just at the pay-per-view and... Whatnot did not see that coming, and I would say obviously the two biggest surprises of the releases from WWE last week are, of course, Alistair Black and oh, Braun Strowman.
1: Braun's the big one for me. Mm-hmm. I saw that, and as as I, you know, I saw that. I shot you a message right away because, well, it's what we do, right? Uh, but Braun being Braun and big part of the WWE for the past number of years, like gone. <laughs> yeah, talk about from out of nowhere.
0: Um, I'm still kind of shocked by this.
1: Um, I was really at a loss for words when I first heard about it. I'd like to see him go on the AEW side and see what he can really do over there because he's such a powerhouse. I think he would kill it over there. Absolutely. Um, AEW, I really won't be surprised. They
0: probably are already in talks with him. He is on a 90-day you can't do shit Vince Clause. Um, So we won't see anything for him for at least three months. But, yeah, AEW, if they have any sense at all, they are not going to pass up a golden opportunity like Braun Strowman. Strowman came into WWE, I believe it was in 2015, as a part of the Wyatt family. And uh, granted, you know, he did, he was in a main event, WrestleMania, he won the universal title and whatnot. But even at all that, I, aside from when he was with the Wyatts, um, because I love the Wyatt family, uh, but I just never thought they really used him right. Anytime after that, when they broke him off as just, you know, a singles guy and he lost the sheet mask and everything. I just, I I wanted more of him and Lesnar at the time when Lesnar was a champ. There was a lot of chances they had to do good stuff with him. And a lot of times they wasted it, like making him tag team champions with Nicholas.
1: Like, Like, come on.
0: Nicholas, some kid that was... The son of somebody who worked for the company. Yeah. He made him a tag team champion. I oh, thought his first kid? when it happened, it was like a wish kid, make a wish thing. I was like, okay, that is cool. That I understand. No, there's nothing wrong with Nicholas. Nicholas is fine. And we all had to suffer because of his dad pulling some strings. So that's in a nutshell how they used Braun Strowman. So I know AEW can certainly come up with something better for him than
1: Nicholas. Well, I was definitely going to bring that up. How probably didn't use Braun to his potential at all. I mean, they tried to give him that little run after Mania with Lashley, and it didn't last long. It, he's worth so much more than than Vince and the WWE writers gave him credit to do. Again, it's going back to that, what we talked about two, three, four weeks mm-hmm. ago of, Kev- of Kevin Owens and other wrestlers not being used to their potential. Mm-hmm. So Vince and the writers need to get the head out of their ass before they start losing – more talent to AEW, and you know, that's all I say about that. Get your head out yeah, of
0: speaking of uh what you just mentioned there, that actually is going to come up a little later on the SmackDown breakdown. Talk about great wrestlers being underutilized, underused, and just disrespected in every way, as far as I'm concerned. But we'll get to that later. So, Guy manly in the house, Nicholas was the son, the son of a referee? referee. All right, I knew it was somebody who worked within the company. So that's all it was—a ref's son. We, for whatever reason, decided, yeah, he should be at WrestleMania
1: in oh, that, that winning tag team right. champion gold. Oh. Good right. stories for days. Being right? where's my ch- opportunity like that? Seriously, we never get oh. shit, man. All the shit and money we spend on these fucking things. Where's our sh- where's where's our shot mm-hmm. at championships besides making our own and wrestling in the backyard? God damn it
0: i don't know man my 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 father was a firefighter so the only
1: strings he could have pulled for me i guess was to set me on fire so
0: some kids get it made what can i say
1: my dad worked in a print shop so i could cut paper mm, yeah I, I i was the well versed in how to put out fires as a young lad so
0: some kids get to work in wrestling other kids don't so you spoiled little shit, nicholas you
1: were one of the lucky ones so there's two. We didn't get to talk much about the the Foley AED, uh, ae and E biography last week because you hadn't seen it yet.
0: But. Yeah, I got caught up on that. Before we skip ahead, though, I just yeah. want um, to say wrap up the the release thing oh, there. Yeah. Um, my my apologies, Alistair, oh no, no worries. Alistair Black was another one I wanted to hit on because that guy is awesome. He had a great run in NXT when they were using him properly. And then as soon as he jumped to, to Monday nights, it was like, okay, here's another case of we don't know what to do with him, even though he's really talented. Um, and then he got hurt and he was out for a while. And they just for the last couple of months had been doing these vignettes of him making his return from injury. And he comes back and he screws things up for Big E in an Intercontinental Championship match. You're thinking, okay, here's the new feud, Big E and Alistair. That's cool. And then a week later or whatever, he's gone. Yep. Really weird, really strange. There was a lot of rumors because of this floating around that Vince was supposedly going to sell the company, which I know was complete horseshit. Vince will clutch onto that company until the day he's in a grave. Um, but still, I don't understand Strowman and and Alistair Black especially. Just literally makes no sense to me. But hopefully, someone will figure out how to use them properly. We shall see.
1: Well, and hopefully WWE gets all just gets back on the pages of entertainment as opposed to this pg shit i get wow. it it's got to be a little bit pg with with kids and all that you want to shoot your audience that way i understand it but at the same time from a business standpoint you're gonna start losing more and more fans because you're letting good wrestlers go and case in point when we get into the raw later uh some shit that kind of went down on raw with aj styles and omas that we'll get into but it's just the PG era is is done. It's over. It's time to step it up again to some sort of edgy material.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And you don't have to go back to the smut side of it no. from the attitude era i mean look at what aew is doing they're a tv ma program but they're not having girls out there flashing their shit um and you know wrestling in fucking pudding matches or whatever the hell stupid shit we used to say um so you can do it without all that but mm, I, I still think as long as vince is has a pulse is it's never gonna change so long as he's still got breath in his lungs um, it's just gonna be what it is, and I, I personally think the guy's starting to really slip because there's been a lot of stuff that's happened recently that just makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. So,
1: case in point, zombies at Mania, right? Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Uh, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, thank you, Dorking Podcast Network, for this sponsorship, mm-hmm. and thank you to Deadly Grounds Coffee for you know keeping us going during the weeks and in the nights, so we can keep the shit afloat. We appreciate you all, and thank you for the support. Right on. You Definitely, you guys we... rock,
0: and we, uh, well, we wouldn't be here without you, so thank you very kindly, very kindly indeed. Um, I believe you were going to bring up the A&E biographies, if I'm not mistaken. Was,
1: if, if we're ready to go that way. I kind of jumped the gun, kind of shot prematurely. Before oh, no, I figured they
0: were... They're certainly worth a mention, uh,
1: I, as you said. Yes, I hadn't seen the Mick
0: Foley one last week. i watched that since then. And I also saw the Bret Hart one on Sunday night. Uh, and both of them were phenomenal. Oh, even better than I thought
1: they were going to be. I didn't see the Bret Hart one. I got turned on to the dark side of the ring with uh, Jake the Snake.
0: Yeah, I'm still behind on Darkseid as well. Uh, I haven't seen the Ultimate Warrior one, and then uh, this newest one, uh, yeah, Jake's father, Grizzly Smith, which oh, I knew a lot of bad shit about him before I've even seen this episode, so I'm
1: highly intrigued and horrified at the same time. I didn't know a lot about what went on behind the scenes with Grizzly, with Grizzly Smith uh, and, uh, and Jake's family, but watching that, that was uh... – that was tough to watch. That was that was a tough one to watch.
0: Yeah, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth, no doubt about it. Uh, Jim Ross actually spoke about Grizzly Smith back in the day in um, his book Under the Black Hat. And Jim, you know, Ross never pulled any punches on anybody. If you were an asshole, you were an asshole. If you were cool, you were cool. He's right. still that way to this day. That's why I love JR. But he, he didn't have anything good to say about Grizzly Smith when he had to work with him back in whatever
1: southern territory that was many moons ago. So... So I, I did see feedback saying that the Bret Hart one uh, on A&E, the biography, was the best one of the series. I haven't caught it yet. What's your thoughts? Um, Yeah,
0: it's tough because I went right from – I mean, they've all been spectacular. I right. haven't seen a single one that wasn't great since the initial one, the Stone Cold one. Um, But, you know, right now I just went and watched the Foley one, and then I went ahead and watched the Bret Hart one Sunday night, and – I kind of have them tied because they were both so good. I saw the Foley one and uh, um, Pops Ghostly, our good pal there, had mentioned to me, he saw it and he was like, this is the best one they've done so far. I hadn't seen it yet. And so I watched that. Now I'm comparing it with the Bret Hart one. Yeah, Pops is there. Thank you, buddy. He's going with Bret as well. So, yeah, I think as great as I, I love the Foley one. Pops, you are correct. Pops ghostly in the house. I'm going with the Brett one. It I'm not gonna lie, dude. I was <laughs> waterworks at the end of that one. Um, for Brett. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, I already knew the whole story. I've read his autobiography a gazillion times. I can't recommend it enough. I mentioned it all the time on the show, I know, for any of you out there who haven't read it, but you know, when most people think of Brett. You know, you just automatically think of poor Owen passing away. But oh yeah, you know, even after Owen died, so much other horrible, horrible shit happened to that poor man. And um, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything for you or anyone else out yeah. there who hasn't
1: seen it, but
0: yeah, it's uh, oh boy, it's I mean, it's I, a lot.
1: I know a good chunk about about Brett's back, you know, backstory. But again, we've said it before going in and watching these biographies, you're gonna learn so much more than you didn't know. Yeah, uh, so I'm intrigued and excited to go watch that later tonight when we get off doing this, uh to really see what was behind the scenes with Brett Hart. Because I did watch the Foley one, and that was tremendous. Uh I also did see feedback that people were not liking these A and W A and W. I want root beer now. Uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> the A and W, Jesus Christ, A and E, A and E biographies, and they said the Brett one was all, the only one worth watching. But I mean, th- oh. I mean their opinions, of course, but in my eyes, and my opinion, they've all been phenomenal.
0: Yeah. Um, anyone who doesn't like this, in my opinion, can kiss my flat white Irish ass because yeah, they're great. I don't see how anyone could not be a fan. I mean, I know the Macho Man 1 got some backlash from his family, but I mean, I'm guessing it's because they had that part where him and Gorgeous George are high as kites on ecstasy on Nitro, um, you know, not painting the best picture, but I mean, if they're being honest, they're being honest with the story, this is what happened in his life, so, you know, a lot of bad shit happened in these guys' lives over the years, and stuff they're not proud of, but that's the truth, so... Mm -hmm. But, yeah, can't recommend these uh, biographies enough. This Actually, the Brett one, I believe, this was the last one, if I'm not mistaken. They're all done now. Because um, so,
1: like, I, I can get caught up now with the rest of them. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think they're probably all on demand or whatever the funk. Um, I have them all on my DVR anyways. I've watched the Stone
1: Cold one now, like, probably five times Go, <laughs> It's Stone Cold. So Couple probably of, uh, with uh, Foley too. Couple of quick shows, people watching and in, in here tonight. Pops Ghostly, Guy Manly, and Amy Young. Thank you guys for tuning in, listening, and listening to us ranting bullshit.
0: Yes, uh, that's dude. uh that's our triple threat right there. Those that three that's they like are triple. here each and every week, and we fucking love you guys. Thank you.
1: I can't say enough about the three triple threat. The, the triple threat there. They're they're our main core. So mm-hmm.
0: yes, yes. I like the, the old uh, yourselves
1: a good old pat on the back.
0: right the old Barry Horowitz. this is for you guys, right on.
1: Uh-huh. dudes. So before, now that all that's over. Before we get into uh our jibber jabber of recappers, mm-hmm. WWE has started a new thing on AE as well. Well, they go well, they go fishing and looking for old school merchandise to put into their uh future museum, I guess. Yep, and, uh, they, this, this, they're finally gonna make one. <laughs> they fucking listen to our show, that's why yeah, <laughs> that's right, I guess.
0: You know that we're, no, Vince, he is so insane. He probably is listening to our show and being like, That's what I gotta do.
1: But I'm not gonna pay those guys, <laughs> god damn it. No.
0: Oh hell no. That's why
1: he's, he's Vince. That's
0: why he's a genius.
1: <laughs> but this past week, uh they actually went down to uh down here in Wareham uh was one of the shows. Roger from uh, the owner of Purchase Street Records over in New Bedford, right next mm-hmm. door to Kojo's Toy World. Uh Roger, a good guy. Uh had the Brewster Barber Beefcake Original Shears.
0: Yipper. That was pretty cool. I actually got to meet Roger uh, well, a few weeks back there when I went to Kojo's there with my boy Single H and a uh, real cool guy. Love the store, by the way. You guys should definitely check out uh, his record shop there in New Bedford. Purchase Street Records. Right on. Go but sure. um, Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool to see him on there. And um,
1: the guy, oh man. That they that the, the collectors have and how that's they what, obtained it is like, uh, dude, mind boggling to me. That's the hardest part about this show for me. I really like it,
0: but what I was gonna, I was alluding to there is when they go into these people's houses and you see their collections, and I'm just like, uh, uh, because uh, it's like, <laughs> dude, that's everything I've always wanted.
1: And there's so, the show, folks. We are done, with yeah. Nice down
0: <laughs> but
1: yeah i mean oh, I, get I get it i get it
0: you know every time i see these guys all the stuff they have it's like man i'm normally not the most i try not to be the most jealous guy but come on i was fucking well, look at the shit they have a little leprechaun watching that fucking shit
1: i mean you look at roger's house he's got like the original nwa belt he's got beefcake shears he's, yeah, got, dude. he's got animals spike shoulder pads yeah kind of ones right um, and then you look at some of the other guys and Greg the Hammer like the mask that, that they bought for Beefcake. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and he said it was
0: just him and his dad growing as he was growing up just being fans and collecting shit. That's so cool. I think it's badass. It
1: makes you think oh. about all the stuff that we got from wrestlers back in the day wondering now like hmm, if I actually fucking kept that.
0: Yeah, it's either stuff I wish I, you know, hadn't played with or stuff right. my brother took it upon himself to set on fire or whatever. That's life. You know, it, it was just like when uh uh single H and I were up at Kojo's and we're looking around all these toys, and I'm like,
1: man, I had that, I had that, I had that, I had that, and that's
0: going for how much money right now? Ho.
1: Well, that's the thing. Oh. When we went up there too with 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 Madison, I'm looking at the old school WWF figures, the, the small plastic ones. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I could walk into like Kmart and buy like four of those for twenty bucks, and now I can't buy one for thirty. <laughs> yeah, right? so I'm like,
0: not even I close. Yeah. These
1: guys, why did I play with these? Why was I a stupid kid? Oh uh, yeah, did I just yeah. Have them packaged up.
0: That's what we get for uh, being born boys, I guess. We were, Ugh. we were stupid. Well, not that a lot's changed. I mean,
1: at least in my <laughs> case. <it was>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I, I wanted to give a quick shout out to because they, they did did. The, uh, Jake the Snake after that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I watched that too, Uh that show. I thought that was great. Um
1: And that guy's uh, museum. Yeah. yeah. His house. Oh, my God.
0: And, dude, I mean, Jake talking about honky-tonk, that's still one of those moments that I'll never forget.
1: I never a, knew that, that was a real beef kid. until... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, that was a legit guitar. And, I mean, I love Jimmy Hart, Mouth of the South. He was kind of blowing it off, like, oh, Jake is, you know, m- you know, over-exaggerating or whatever the case may be, but I have to disagree with the Mouth of the South on that Mm -hmm. one. That was a real guitar, and you go back, they showed that clip of Jake getting the initial hit by Honky Talk over and over again, and it's just such a solid uh, to the head. And then, like Jake said, there he is giving it his all. Honky Dog is hitting him in the back as hard as he can with the said guitar, and it still wouldn't break. So, yeah, that was not your old Slap Nuts double j gimmick guitar that was a real fucking guitar
1: well that too and then uh if you heard jake he was like yeah i don't know how he missed my back on that first shot and you could see honky spin him around Mm -hmm. and legit go right for his cranium yeah yeah so
0: that that's a understandably real beef Between Jake and Honky Tonk, that's why, as you saw, they had Jimmy Hart on instead of Honky Tonk, because Jake's like, "Mm -mm, don't bring him anywhere near me. (laughs) He'll see him like crack, he would have, even as old as he is now. But I know that a lot of guys uh, were not fans of Honky Tonk as far as, you know, the boys in the locker room back in the day. Uh, there was one part I thought was funny. Jake even said something like, you know, he'd be having a match with honky and he'd go to put him in a headlock or something. And honky Tonk would freak out. Like, Don't mess up my hair. Like really, dude, you're a wrestler. That's what you're worried about. Your Elvis hair. Right. So, yeah. Jerry Lawler's cousin. He is actually the honky tonk, but um, I can't blame Jake the snake for still being pissed after all these years because there was no need to not only use a real guitar, but then of course, Hit him as hard as he possibly
1: could With a real guitar And he shattered two vertebrae on it too
0: Yeah, or three, I think he said he had to have Like, removed, and he kept, you know Because back then, you give up your spot Vince is on to the next guy You're not making money anymore, so He kept going and doing it the wrong way By compensating for the pain with drugs And we know how that turned out for Jake So, yeah, there's some Legit beef there between Honky Tonk and Jake the Snake. I'm in Jake's corner on that one. I don't care. Yeah, I got to
1: be in Jake's corner too. That was was honky just being unprofessional and being a prick. But I mean,
0: not not to mention, Honky Tonk was not a good wrestler. I'm sorry. He may have held the Intercontinental Championship for so long as he did, which was I do miss those days of really, really long title runs. I'll give him that. But all you ever wanted from the Honky Tonk man was
1: to see him get destroyed. Nobody wanted to see him actually do well. So. No, he did, not he, in my eyes, he was not the greatest IC champion. Of the
0: world. We've been joined. Sorry to interrupt, but we've been joined by what's that guy doing? Who what's says up, good Gary. evening, gentlemen? Hola, senor. Thanks for climbing we up our, our
1: Four horse people. I'm gonna say. Ooh. Four Ooh. Horsemen Ooh. are here.
0: Figure four is for all. Woo! Woo!
1: But yeah, that was a that was an interesting episode to watch and realize. Yeah. A shit ton of beef
0: great show too
1: um i oh, really yeah. like the treasure show it's it's
0: it's like uh you know uh american pickers
1: but it's only about wrestling kind of so which is which great I, I think it's kind of sad that holds my attention more than monday night raw what's that well, say you, Vince?
0: yeah seriously right because i mean i'm glued to that show and i actually flipped on uh, Summer Raw last night after I was just so horribly disgusted with the Bruins. And, let's, not, let's not go there. Yeah, I'm not. Why,
1: why do you got to bring it up? Why?
0: Well, it's just to... I guess this is because I'm a masochist. Because what did no. I do after suffering the Bruins game? I made things worse on myself and watched Raw. So, <laughs> <laughs> pour salt on the wounds.
1: Well, well put, well put.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I mean... I didn't see anything there that I, I really stood out to me. I wasn't really completely tuned in either. So show like Treasures or the biography, whoo, can't, I can't get enough. I mean, tractor beams suck me right in. But yeah. that, whatever they're calling raw now, is just uh, mm-hmm. bleh, bleh, Like Chuck and Goonies. <laughs> Baby room. <laughs> <laughs> then this one time... I pushed my sister down the stairs and I blamed it on the dog. I had to get in my chunk moment. $50 bill, $50 bill. <laughs> <laughs> Data. Yes. <laughs> so, oh. where are we going, dear guy?
1: Oh, we're going to go. I guess we're going to hit the uh, AEW dynamite deposition.
0: Indeed, we do. All rise for the AEW deposition. Is and insane. before
1: we start the deposition please send all requests of how we're doing if you like us if you don't like us to off the ropes tuesdays at gmail.com we will respond possibly
0: indeed oh we'll respond you might not like it but we will this respond. <laughs> <laughs> so to the yes. deposition we go. To the deposition on a special Friday night edition of Dynamite once again. Things fired up with a AEW Tag Team Championship match as the Young Bucks defeated Death Triangle members Pac and Penta El Mido in the Curtain Jerker this past Friday. Before things even got underway, Frankie Gazarian enacted some revenge on Michael Nakazawa as he was involved in the breakup of SCU a few weeks back. And uh, this was a great opening bout with a ton of six spots and back and forth action that included a point where all four combatants were on the ring apron, a.k.a. The hardest part of the ring, as every commentator loves to tell us over and over again, <laughs> and while Nick Jackson hit Pack on the apron with a German suplex, Penta simultaneously scored a package pile driver on Matt Jackson. In the end, though, it was a distraction from the Young Bucks' gimp, Brandon Cutler, that caused Pack to get rolled up for the one, two, three. Eddie Kingston ran out for some revenge and an assist to Pack and Penta as they were treated to a post-match beatdown after it was announced at the top of the show that Kingston's tag team partner, John Moxley, had been injured at the hands of the Bucks of Youth at Double or Nothing and will therefore be out indefinitely, which is really just code for his wife, Renee Young, former WWE commentator, is pregnant and ready to pop any second now. She may have already, I don't know. So they're obviously giving Mox time for the birth of his first child. So that makes sense a lot of sense to me i suppose but don't expect mox to be a stay-at-home dad for very long i
1: (laughs) he'll be back very soon i'm sure well not (laughs) and not with uh with shows going back on the road too oh yeah yeah
0: yeah so hey that's what happens when you marry into the wrestling business folks
1: (laughs) oh
0: pardon things rolled on when tony schiavone introduced mark henry that's right the world's strongest man sexual chocolate himself who was then rudely interrupted by everyone's favorite human banshee, Vicky Guerrero as Vicky announced to the world that her latest signee was none other than Andrade El Adolo I'm sure I'm pronouncing his last name wrong, his last name is new now because he's A-W and not WWE, I'm sure most of you out there know about Andrade he was released from the WWE a few months ago and AEW gun scooped him up, so hopefully they will do the same thing for Aleister Black and Braun Strowman in the coming months. That remains to be seen. Next up on the card was a tag team match that featured the team of Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson taking on factory members QT Marshall and Anthony Ogogo. And the finish for this one saw Gogo take advantage of the fact that the ref was distracted by outside interference. I can't remember the last time that ever happened in professional wrestling. And uh, that's when he cold cocked Cody with a knockout right hand that gave QT the opportunity to steal a pinfall victory over the American Dream. I'll say this once again, real quick. Please, AEW, bury this storyline. No one cares. No one cares. Enough of Cody and QT Marshall. It's mm-hmm. over. We don't want it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want it anymore.
1: All right, time to my kitchen You done beat the dead horse.
0: Yeah, and then some. Oh, man, this thing is already rotted and turned to bones by now. Just give it up. The flies have even quit on this one. So, please, find some of those for Cody already. Before i start choking on my own rage again oh, I, want that. <laughs> I, I took extra bp medicine don't worry <laughs> uh dynamite continued this past friday night with a promo from the members of the inner circle who were riding high after their stadium Two victory at double or nothing over the pinnacle and during the promo the inner circle made it nice and sparkling clear that their feud with the pinnacle is anything but over The night then heated up with the third tag team match of the evening when newly crowned number one contender for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, joined Christian Cage to swear off against Private Party, who was accompanied to the ring by their manager, the evil Matthew Hardy. This was another solid contest, and when it was time for the fat lady to sing, Jungle Boy and Christian came away victorious after Jack forced Mark Quinn to tap out to the snare trap, but... The Wiley Matthew, oh, he wasn't done, and he went ahead and ruined that win when he delivered a twist of fate on the entrance ramp to Christian. So don't be surprised if we see a feud brewing here between Christian and Matt Hardy. Obviously, a lot of history between those boys, going back to the old TLC days, glory times, those were indeed. So... Mm Hmm. Boy, do we all, my friend. Boy, do we all. Moving on, the newly crowned AEW Women's Champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, had a championship celebration complete with a slew of Big Macs. Like, for real, she had this big tray of Big Macs. Even though she looks like she weighs 98 pounds, maybe. And I'm I'm not making fun of her. I'm not trying to say anything bad. She's in great shape. She looks great. But I guess her favorite thing in the world, I actually found this on Instagram, is Big Macs. So
1: she's one of those girls that could actually eat Big Macs to the face and out eat us and not lose yeah. a pound.
0: Yeah. And she has like no fat on her. So good for you, Dr. Britt. More power. Right. To I wish I had that power. I, I look at a McDonald's commercial and I gain five pounds. So My what a man. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, But I guess better her. Better for her than me. I mean, most people don't want to look at me. They want to look at Dr. Britt, so probably a good thing there. Uh, Where was I here? Yes, so there was a slew of Big Macs, but things didn't go according to plan for the champ when suddenly Nyla Rose decided she'd heard enough and proceeded to slap a Big Mac out of Britt's hand before throwing the tray of Big Macs down to the mat and storming out of the ring. So I think it's safe to say we now know who the newly crowned AEW Women's Champion will be feuding with for that belt it's gonna be miss nyla rose also on the show team taz told Hangman adam page to find himself a tag team partner for this coming week's dynamite as he was issued a challenge from brian cage and powerhouse hobbs and then scorpio sky along with ethan page pretty much ch- did the same thing <laughs> challenged darby alley Dar- yeah Darby alley there's my first one of the evening Darby Allen, that's a pretty good one. I'm gonna have to remember that. They challenged Darby Allen, telling the former TNT champion to get a different partner aside from his fellow face painted cohort Sting for this Friday's show. Because according to them, he can only win when Sting is in the house. Red Velvet picked up a win over the bunny and this one, oh boy. This included a very, very close call for Red Velvet. For any of you out there know what I'm talking about, watch Dynamite Live on Friday. She went for a uh, Tope Suicida, suicide dive, if you will, to the outside on the bunny. And so she goes over the second rope and she just launched herself like a million miles an hour. She comes out like a bullet. And, dude, it was one of those, like, she landed... And her body went backwards. Her neck was still going the, the opposite way, kind of thing. I was like, "Oh no,
1: oh no!" Like one of those old school Undertaker suicide dives, yeah, that, that kind of deal.
0: Yeah. Um. I luckily she popped right back up, though. But it, uh, if you haven't seen it, go back and look. It. It. It's one of those moments, like, "Oh shit, she might just have been permanently paralyzed," or who knows what um so yeah very close call for red velvet but uh yeah she had a good match there as she picked up a win over B-b-b-b- bunny and in the main event for this past friday's dynamite we were treated to a match stipulation that i had not seen done in many a fortnight that was uh nick Camarato taking on dustin rhodes in a bull rope match A long, long time since we've seen a blue rope match in the world of wrestling. I still remember being at uh, the Living Dangerously pay per view in Danbury, Connecticut many years ago. That was the infamous show where uh, New Jack almost died one of the many times he almost died and um one of the matches i think it was the opening match on the card was actually the dusty rose the only time i ever got to see dusty live and in person took on steve carino and i just remember carino just covered in blood and dusty just working him with the cowbell it was great so uh pretty cool to see an old uh, stipulation like the bull rope match come back now this match was of course made famous by dustin's father the late great dusty Rhodes, and uh it's uh kama roto i still don't know if i'm pronouncing, pronouncing his name right he's the really fucking hairy guy If you guys know, I'm screwing his name up, but, uh, yeah, he got busted wide open when he was struck with the cowbell portion of the bull rope during the match. But in the end experience paid off for Dustin who heading into this match had only lost one bull rope match in his career. And I didn't know until uh, I found this out a little later, he actually beat my boy, Terry Funk, the legendary himself in a bull rope match a few years back. Well, more than a few years back now. But uh yeah, this night was no different. Is Cody uh not Cody, Dustin? <laughs> right. I still would just want to call him Gold Dust, that's a problem. But yeah, Dustin came out on top with the main event victory, and that is your AEW deposition for the week of June fourth. Court is dismissed.
1: That was a hell of a deposition.
0: I do what I can for the people, man.
1: I do what I can. It's all about the people. That's right. It's all about the people. Do we want to jump right into the smackdown, or do we want to hit on some uh, some history in between?
0: I say we break it up with a little history again. All right. All right, again.
1: Uh, Tell me about again. You just had a, a mouthful of shit spew out your mouth. As so, I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> when I was doing history, I realized today was not June 7th. Today was June 8th. So, yes indeed it was <laughs> for june 7th as well <laughs>
0: So we back in time uh always check that calendar folks
1: always check the calendar because especially <laughs> if you go to barnesville high school or
0: if you're hitting approaching 40 and you don't have full-blown alzheimer's you're just developing the half well
1: i've approached it i'm approaching mm-hmm. 41 now
0: mm-hmm yep
1: has this world really
0: out. looking forward to the day when a bowl of cereal scares me to death?
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I started eating golden grams. Like my Yeah, nothing
0: like getting old. Living off
1: applesauce, we will be. Hey, I still love applesauce. <laughs> uh so applesauce. June 8th history. Mm. Uh one, it is Dan the Beast Severin's birthday. Uh-huh. I did not so know that. Happy birthday, Mr. Beast.
0: The Beast. The original Beast.
1: Yes, the original. Uh, also, 28 years ago, NWA presented the first Clash of the Champions.
0: Um, I actually had that differently. On June Uh-oh. 8th, 1988. Well, maybe that was the first one. Okay.
1: Well, what do you have?
0: I have June 8th, 1988. The NWA held Clash of the Champions to Miami Mayhem in
1: Florida. So was that the
0: first Clash of the Champions you were talking uh,
1: about? I- might have messed up what well, messed it up. I did have Class of the Champions that day. All right. It might have been Meh. my poor research. Meh. Meh. What can I Meh. say? It happens. I I'm mean, sure Harvey 40...
0: Whippleman won't sue you over it, so we'll be fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Whippleman.
0: <laughs> so what else is going on there, Mr. Diggs, in the world uh, of history? 19
1: years ago, Triple H won the WWF King of the Ring.
0: Ah, yes, yes. The title he was supposed to win the year prior, but thanks to the anti-kayfabe Madison Square Garden click incident, Stone Cold got the honors instead that year. Oh,
1: That's what made Stone Cold Stone Cold.
0: Hell yeah. Because
1: Austin 316 says, I just beat your ass.
0: Oh, he he beat a lot of
1: asses. (laughs) I got one more news. I don't know what you have for how many events you have for your newscasting your history lesson today i only have
0: two other to speak of unless you hit one of them now so
1: i've got one left and it's uh 12 years ago john bradshaw layfield fired fired from cnbc following an incident in munich germany he gave a nazi salute on a heat on a wwe taping to draw some heat and boy did he draw some heat Oh, a lot more than Sunday night ever had to offer, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I I totally I totally screwed up. I glanced over this story earlier today when I was doing all my research and I totally forgot because I saw something that on this day, I think it was on Pro Wrestling Illustrated.com or something. Um, it was talking about on this day in history, the WWE had issued an apology on behalf of JBL and I my adhd brain went hey let's look at that bug and i totally forgot so thanks for bringing that one big yikes big yikes indeed.
1: any more there's 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 no more bigger yikes than that one except for the plane ride from hell Mm, yeah um and i
0: tell you man if that had been something he done something like that nowadays you could forget about it jbl would have been they would have yanked his hall of fame they would have Erased everything on Peacock that involved JBL. So, That's yeah, uh, yeah, lesson learned there, kids. Don't, don't don't be stupid, don't make uh Nazi gestures ever. Just don't, okay? Yeah, you'll, you'll be just fine if you stay steer clear of the Nazis, damn <laughs> dirty Nazis.
1: So, what didn't I hit on that you have there, uh, Professor Torrance? Well, 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 it just so happens. That on this day in
0: 1983, Bruiser Brody, one of my all time favorites from way, way back when I unfortunately was pretty much too young to remember seeing him wrestle before he was murdered. But um, I love that guy. Bruiser Brody was great. And that's the one man that Mick Foley said he regrets the most that never he never got to have a match with as Cactus Jack. Can you imagine Bruiser Brody versus Cactus Jack? Right. All-
1: Oh, <laughs> well, easy. Well, easy! You've already fallen asleep.
0: Sumadana now. Sumadana. So yes, uh, Bruiser Brody on this day in 1983 fought Giant Baba for the PWF Heavyweight Championship in Tokyo, Japan. And you mentioned a little birthday, little girth day action earlier. Well, there's one you missed there, buddy.
1: Oh, who did I miss? Who, who did I leave out?
0: on this day june 8th someone is turning 60 a mr <laughs> yo 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 tatanka oh is
1: man it was old
0: happy birthday tatanka
1: so my favorite
0: uh, real quick i just gotta yeah. throw it out my favorite tatanka moment ever was actually in the film natural born killers when ronnie dangerfield as mallory's abusive horrible father is yelling at the tv And
1: you see Tatanka
0: in action. I'm not going to repeat what he said, because it's uh, not very nice,
1: even for this show. Um, (laughs) So, yeah,
0: if you're an National Born Killers fan, you know what I'm saying. Otherwise, YouTube it, kids.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you something now that you probably don't know about me, and I might end our friendship. (gasps) Never seen it. Never seen Natural Born Killers.
0: I thought it was something when you told me you had never seen Star Wars. I can understand. All right. You don't like Star Wars. Fine. I'll give you that. But Natural Born Killers? Yeah, I mean, your production company is called Hell Entertainment 666, is it not? This movie oh, is just like nothing but murder
1: and great That's just the uh, URL on the YouTube. Uh, it's actually just hellentertainment.com. But that was taken at one point. So I had to improvise and, well, the sign oh, was, well,
0: the You're team killing team. me, Smalls. You're killing me. Well, i have like three copies of it on director's cut dvd so i think i actually
1: yeah. own that too and i only have ever I've oh my
0: god it. really didn't make it even worse <laughs> you own it you probably owned it for years right you just <laughs> oh, i bought this like christmas tree for fuck and i'm gonna go put this in my cabinet now uh um, you you're missing man one of the best flicks know. ever best flicks ever I'm surprised
1: Amy's not yelling at me right now.
0: As she should be, because I'm willing to bet she has more common sense than this. Oh, sure. And I never even met her, so there you go. She's
1: than me. <laughs> well, most chicks are a lot smarter than all of us. So yeah, This is facts. Oh, mm-hmm. She, she said, I'll put it up. She's yeah. Disappointed. See, she's disappointed. Right?
0: Thank you, Amy. Thank you very much.
1: I'm actually, you know what, i got to say
0: I'm a little disappointed myself. What can I say? I, you've been my... my my Dudley brother since friggin' I was a freshman in high school and I Listen. never got around to showing it to you. So part of this, part of the blame should be directed at me. It took, a, me lot of me,
1: it took a lot out of me to come out and admit that live on air. So you no, know, the first so, step is admitting that you haven't seen it. It's live true.
0: Live. So welcome to the group, Dave. Thank you for sharing. Would anyone Gosh. else like to disappoint me this evening?
1: <laughs> I've also never seen Clockwork Gray or Clockwork Orange. Oh, dear Lord, you did not call it. We have to get off this topic
0: before I quit this show altogether. <laughs> <clears throat> I thought Natural War Killers was bad. You haven't seen A Clockwork Orange. Ah! <laughs> I'm challenging you to a steel cage match right now. Let's go. Mm. Damn, I dropped my pen. Now. You don't even know about the Droogies.
1: Uh, droogies. Mm, love me Droogs.
0: Love me Droogs. I'll smash your bloody face then.
1: Guy says he's never seen the Raiders of the Lost oh, Ark.
0: Oh my God! Are we gonna have to do a whole movie podcast now? What is wrong with you people? <laughs> like, hey, thank you, you, Amy?
1: thank you, Amy. Thank you, Amy. back. I already said
0: it. I love you already, Amy. Yep. Um, yep. Thank you. Somebody out there gets it. Good God! I got uh, your house and pick you up. You're gonna keep giving me sass before I have a stroke. We have to get off this topic. Yeah, you, okay. you mentioned one other movie I love that you haven't seen and you pronounce it wrong.
1: We're gonna. I've seen Mighty Ducks. I, I, I like that movie. Emilio Estevez is great, yes. I'll give you that. <laughs> anyway, just because I did the history for yesterday, I'm going to run through it real fast because there's only a few notes I got. Roger. Yeah. Uh, June 7th, 2017, NXT crashes Monday Night Raw. Ooh. So that's when NXT made their infamous Raw crashing debut.
0: Was that when Owens challenged Cena? for? Yes.
1: When? Yeah. Oh,
0: man. What a great night that was. Oh, hell yeah. Right on. Good, good uh, dig there, dudes.
1: 2003 was the only UK pay-per-view. Triple H fought Big Daddy Cool, Kevin Nash in a street fight. Triple H won to retain the WWF championship.
0: Now, what do you mean this is the only pay-per-view that like was done in England and we got yes. to see it here in the States? Oh, okay. Because yeah. well, yeah. I know like the, uh, the one that they did that – then followed the plane ride from hell, that show that they did in London right before that. Um, it w- eventually was, I guess it was showing on pay-per-view in England and in Europe, but we didn't get to see it here because this was what, you know, whatever nine or whatever the hell year it was. Um, uh, but then they ended up releasing it to the United States audience uh, yeah. shortly thereafter on VHS. I believe it was
1: the good old VHS tape. Right.
0: Oh, dude! I just found my—I just found my VCR the other day. I'm so excited. <laughs> no, the hunt continues. God damn it! The search continues.
1: Well, well, have to keep searching for that tape, we will not mention much on that tape because, well, it's oh no, it to has be-
0: to—it has to be seen to be believed. Yes, for all—well, anyone out there, you probably don't know what the hell we're talking about. We didn't actually say it, but yes, we do have a backyard wrestling tape that I need to dig up. I don't know if it's. somewhere lost in the corners of my uh you know underground layer here or if it's in my parents yeah so all right the switch continues
1: continues. it's out there and it's (laughs) up to (laughs) (laughs) behold 2006 on june 7th was the first wwe versus ecw in the nutter center in ohio yeah dude that
0: was um when Jeff Hardy fought RVD, I believe. And yes, yes uh, Too Cool Scorpio, who was then Flash Funk in WWF, fought Sabu. And oh, dude, that's one of those nights I can still clearly pick up through the fog of bung resin and malted hops. I remember, I'll never forget watching that one live and just being like, yes, it's happening. <laughs> oh, and then see,
1: what? The last one I have, unfortunately, is a sad note in 2006, is when we lost Earthquake. Ah, rest in power, Earthquake. You mighty man, you. The tag team partner of the other rest in power, Dino Bravo.
0: And Typhoon, we shall not
1: forget as well. That was a a whole lot
0: of girth right there.
1: Which Typhoon? Typhoon will come up later on, but as a different character. A few different characters.
0: I, uh, you know what, though? I remember for the longest time. Oh man, I hated Earthquake so bad when I was a kid, and it was all because no, it was all because of him stomping on Damien, dude. Oh, I was convinced right. that he really killed Damien. I remember like crying in my like, TV watching Superstars, like, no, how will Jake continue? He killed Damien. Um, so, yeah, Earthquake and I, we got a history there.
1: Mm. I really didn't like him when they were doing the push-up contest and they rang with the Warrior, Ultimate Warrior Dino Bravo. They <laughs> came in and like squashed him.
0: Do you know that that all stemmed from they they ripped off, I believe, I don't know if it was the NWA at the time, but um they talked about this in the Ultimate Warriors. Oh no, 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 I'm sorry, no, it wasn't that. It was something else. I watched this random video, scratch that. But um, they had a thing in NWA around that time. That, I'm not mistaken it was nwa wcw whatever it was where uh, world warrior and hawk had to do like a uh, bench press contest against um some other tag team at the time i can't remember so vince saw that and was just like oh yeah let's let's do that <clears throat> Ooh, Ooh. Gosh. josh snare over here well welcome
1: aboard joshua we got our you five listeners Ooh-hoo. we're climbing to the top daddy so that is my news for June 7th. I figure we just might as well do it. I June, so 8th. Doing it. June, 8th, June 8th. No, I did 7th and the 8th. Oh, yes, yes, because we, yes, I'm sorry. Drink some more beer.
0: Confuse me some more,
1: please. Well, other movies haven't <laughs> I seen that you like? Let's go down, down that the, road. Uh, now,
0: all right. Do you really want to go down that road?
1: Huh? Mm. 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 Smackdown, let's go. Smackdown breakdown for da, June. Da,
0: da, da, da. June 5th of 2021. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Last Friday, things got underway with the WWE Universal champion Roman Reigns ordering his cousins Jimmy and Jay Uso to bring him the SmackDown Tag Team titles. So that led to the show beginning with the Usos challenging the current tag team champs Ray and Dominic Mysterio for the belts, and much to the, the dismay of the big dog. Even though the ref called three and Jimmy's shoulder was clearly off the mat, but nevertheless that caused Reigns to rage after the Usos lost and he commanded that his cousins do whatever they had to in order to get another shot at the belts later in the evening. After Reigns gave the Usos a severe tongue lashing, Seth Rollins blew off Kayla Braxton as she tried to interview him about Cesaro. Like she was like, Oh, what if Cesaro and he was like, I don't owe you and the fans anything and just walked away. It was hilarious. <laughs> Seth Rollins is getting back to that point where I really, really liked him a couple of years ago when he was a heel. So keep it up, Seth. I'm digging it. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, yes. And then Chad Gable tried to offer his managerial managerial services to the street profits. That offer was Physically declined, by the way, and as SmackDown wore on, carmilla defeated Liv Morgan via submission. Bianca Belair challenged the now non-stop laughing Bailey. For all of you out there who did watch SmackDown this past Friday, Bailey just looks at the camera and laughs like she's the female Joker or something. I don't know if that's part of the potential storyline she's supposed to be going and saying or something. I don't know. I guess I'll take it. I mean, I've as as you'll here in one of our next segments they've done a lot worse <laughs> Give <it>
1: <laughs> <ever>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes sir so uh let's see yes uh bianca Belair did challenge bailey to a championship smackdown women's championship match at the upcoming hell in a cell pay-per-view which i'm still confused why that's happening in june always happened in october i don't know once again it's vince's dementia i swear um let's see here yeah, yeah! Mm-hmm. the official calling call of off the rope tuesdays
1: uh, oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so where were we here uh yes the street profits were back on screen and then as they attempted to talk otis out of chad gable's <coughs> alpha academy academy and then they were proceeded. To take a beating from Otis for their opinions. So this is just like I don't know what's going on here. I don't care. They got the shit beat out of them. What to do? And oh, here's that wonderful part of the show where WWE's stocks start to. It doesn't get good from here, folks. <clears> here, <throat> yes, uh, the SmackDown stocks continued to oh wait no no i almost forgot i'm sorry this is how it really started going downhill the festering bowl of dog shit that is the king corbin and shinsuke nakamura feud over the royal burger king crown that's really what this feud is about they're fighting over corbin's fucking burger king crown he's not a real burger king crown but it might as well be because no one cares this is so dumb oh. just mm,
1: yeah Why? Why?
0: Great case of great talent in Nakamura. I know you're not a fan. I always love Nakamura. And
1: I mean, I'm not a fan of him, but I respect his talent for what he can do and for not being used, like we've said times, is complete another horse shit. So Mm -hmm. yes, I'm not a fan of his, but I respect the talent and what he brings into the squared circle.
0: Yeah, and that talent is gonna being completely thrown down the shitter. Um, you know, I really thought that a couple of years back, when Nakamura won the Men's Royal Rumble and Oscar won the Women's Royal Rumble, like maybe we were starting to finally turn the tide here. And Vince is like, "All right, you know, these Japanese performers deserve to be on television, deserve to be in the main events because they're fucking awesome." But Vince being got, Vince, he got two of the best in Nakamura and Oscar, and
1: hasn't done shit.
0: Asuka's run in NXT when she was still undefeated was awesome. That was one of the greatest things I've seen in the last decade, in my opinion. But then, yeah, they've completely wasted her ever since. Um, boy, it's, it's getting old there, Vince. It's really getting old. But, uh, yeah, like it even matters. Corbin picked up another win over Nakamura. And then the guy who plays guitar... Somehow caused Nakamura to get the Burger King crown back. I don't fucking know. It's so dumb. Yeah. So dumb. <laughs> so bad. I think I'd rather watch more Cody and QT Marshall than this bullshit. That's how bad it is. I owe you
1: a case of beer for watching all this fucking smoke.
0: <sighs> Thank you. Because <laughs> it's not easy. Not <laughs> easy.
1: I mean, I, I get it. You get four hours of wrestling, but at least two of your hours is entertaining. Yeah. My, three, my three hours is... Like I want to pull my fucking nails out with fucking fire pot with a fire. Well,
0: hey, we'll call we'll call it even split it down in the middle. We'll get a 30
1: rack and we'll go to town. <laughs> 15 <laughs> minutes, we gotta go.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so as I was saying, oh boy. Now as those it really are already brrr, now they completely crash. Boom! Stock market's done. It's the Great Depression in the world Smackdown of double w- Stocks are done. All over again. <laughs> yes. The Stem- MacDown stocks went down in a nosedive and plummeted towards Earth even further from there as another golden opportunity to showcase the incredible talents of Apollo Crews. And my main man, KO Kevin Owens, was completely squashed from the get go when earlier in the night Owens was jumped and injured by Apollo's big galoot minion, Commander Aziz. So, therefore, Owens was already screwed and was already at a big disadvantage for his Intercontinental Championship match against Cruz later in the show. This was a complete waste of a match. As to no one's surprise, Apollo dominated the bout and retained the IC belt because Kevin was hurt. And then Sami Zayn came out afterwards and attacked Owens, which is apparently a sign that, oh, yeah, their feud isn't over. Which is cool me if they just do it right. But... As I've said a million times on this show before, Vince, please, begging you for the love of Satan. Just let these guys do what they can do, what we all know they can do. Just let them have a real match. God. No chance. I'm turning into Vince myself right now. God, yes. I'm <laughs> so, yeah, that's my two cents on that whole big mouthful of shit. And uh, that only leaves us with the cherry on top of the coup de gras the, coupe de gras, the main event for this past Friday night SmackDown. And as I'm sure you already figured out by now, it was a rematch for the evening's curtain jerker as the Usos once again challenged the Mysterios for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And once again, they lost. This time by disqualification when an infuriated Roman Reigns hit the ring and destroyed the Mysterios himself with a guillotine choke and a power bomb on poor little young Dominic, as apparently he had seen enough. This obviously just adds a whole lot of heat it rains as his uh, domineering hold over the Usos continues, and that boils and ghouls is your SmackDown breakdown for June fifth, twenty twenty one. SmackDown breakdown. It's fun to say SmackDown breakdown.
1: And the SmackDown. Maybe next week this stock will go up a little bit. Probably not.
0: Uh, you know, it's that's the most frustrating part. I'll end this on this note. It's just they have the talent, and every once in a while they show moments of greatness. And it seems like every time their ratings go up, it's because Paul Heyman is writing the fucking storylines, and then Vince turns around and goes, we can not and then everything goes back in the shit uh just let Paul lee write everything, everything will be
1: fine. They need to let Paulie write Raw as well. Uh-huh. I'm shaking my notebook furiously.
0: Right? Shake harder, boy. But no, it's like years ago, it's a proven fact that when Heyman was in charge of SmackDown, the ratings were kicking Raw's ass. Oh, and as soon as Vince saw that, he was like... Urgh. And that was the end of Paul Heyman being in charge of SmackDown then. so
1: Well, SmackDown was never meant to take over Raw. It was just meant for an extra episode for yeah. us to watch the superstars on.
0: If um, WrestleMania is Vince's baby, then Raw was his, you know, right adopted, yeah. you know, child. And then SmackDown was like the dog or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> As so we move.
0: that makes Sunday Night Heat.
1: Sunday Night Heat. <laughs> that was the pre-taped show before Raw when you went to Raw Live.
0: Yeah, back when MTV actually showed something worth watching.
1: <laughs> Besides your Jersey shore people.
0: Oh no, now it's they I don't know why they call it MTV, just call it the Ridiculousness Network, because that show is on 24 fucking hours a day. And then they take a break to show, you know, like I'm 16 and pregnant, or you know,
1: I don't know what. But... <laughs> Well, if you, want real, it. <laughs> if you want your music news, you want to check out the new MTV, you can check out me and Ashley on Sunday Sundays. Uh, this Sunday, we do have Kissing Candace coming on our show. Quick little shameless plug there. That's enough about that. Hey, she That's a real music show right there, buddy. Hashtag new MTV. And we may be getting some sound effects soon. I've been talking with uh, someone on the side here. We're gonna get a sound effects machine to play some sound effects in our oh, show. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm talking about. We're gonna be like police academy
0: style. Moving on.
1: We're gonna get oh. that looked up and uh, get Take her care. on board as part of our production team to uh, help do some uh, wrestling shows. Some
0: Stepping up the game, buddy. I like it. I like it. So we're moving on to Peter pastures. Be
1: ready oh yeah it's coming all right so we have your raw report for june 8th 2021
0: all already before you even say anything all i can hear is the music when you lose and price is right all that
1: right. should be the jingle for the raw report. <laughs> i'll make a little video for that
0: <laughs> actual retail price of monday night raw
1: Negative $200. The stocks have gone down in SmackDown.
0: Oh, don't get me started on Bob Barker now. Love that, man.
1: Yes, sir. Prices. price is wrong.
0: <laughs> now you're going to get it, Bobby.
1: <laughs> Take this. Anyway. Yes, yes. Speaking of taking this and that, Raw started off with a tag team battle royale. Oh so it's a, the concept was good. They had all the tag teams from Raw that were official tag teams with official paperwork, whatever. I don't know. What the fuck Are any
0: permission slips now? What Apparently. is this?
1: Apparently, like <laughs> they have to be like registered as a tag team now within WWE to perform as a tag team. I don't know what I don't know. Uh let's not even scratch is.
0: that service. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Oof. so they got all the, the new day uh the Viking Raiders, Miz and his gay partner, but Miz is in a wheelchair, so he can't fight. Um, so all the teams get in the rink, and then we got AJ in almost at the top of the tight, ty- top of the stale uh, fucking the, fuck the The ramp. ramp. Thank you, the ramp. The ramp. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, why I'm here. That's why AJ I mean. at the top of the ramp just giving compliments to all the teams in the ring. And this is kind of goes back to where I was saying Vince has got this PG bullshit and to a stop. Uh, AJ was giving compliments to every team in the ring. Like, <clears throat> hey, you're good. Hey, you're that. Like, no, shut the fuck up, call him out, and fight.
0: Kind of like the Celtics did. Oh, sorry, I knocked you over. Can I help you? Opposite yeah. opposing team member.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> But uh, it was so once all that jibber jabber stopped, the battle royal was cool because it wasn't just this. This is the one highlight of Raw that I liked. Uh, Typical battle royal one person goes over the top rope, they're eliminated. So you would figure in a tag team battle royal, which I've seen in years past, I just don't know what timeline it was. You could probably correct me if I'm wrong. uh, Was tag team battle royals one person goes over the top rope, the whole team is eliminated. This one was one person goes over the top rope and the other person gets to stay and still fight.
0: Yeah, see, I like that better. So yeah.
1: why? Because this was to determine who was going to fight AJ and almost at Hell in the South for mm-hmm. a tag team contender. I um, know I've seen the setup for a battle royal before. I can't place it in my
0: mind, but yeah, it makes way more sense if you're going to do a tag team exactly. battle royal, like. So it's like one member of the team actually gets tossed over, so the other dude didn't. He's like, Well, I guess that's it for me. Boop right.
1: just walked away.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a much better format.
1: Um at the end, the Viking Raiders did take the W out of this tag team battle royal. So they were fighting cool. AJ and almost at hell in the cell.
0: I do like the Viking Raiders. So, so hopefully... I'm I'm just going to stop saying hopefully they'll do something good with him because forget you're it. are not Waste a of with anybody. <laughs> Come on. Except for Roman Reigns and The Usos right now. That storyline is I pretty I like high. that storyline. I'm, that, I'm yeah. a big,
1: big, big Roman. Amy, I know that you're a Roman Reigns fan. That's probably their top story working right now. Right. I've always been a Roman fan, uh, but that's besides the point. That's on SmackDown. SmackDown stock's going down. Uh, <laughs> for the Raw report... Uh, then we saw Jackson Riker facing, off, uh, facing Elias. Elias, last week on Raw, left the tag team match and left Jackson Riker to fend for himself and thus causing the team to break up. Um, Hell Jackson yeah, Riker Elias, my kind of team player. Leaving. So he left the ring again this <laughs> week. He left the ring this week again and said, no, I am done fighting. Jackson Riker took the W via a count out hmm well wins of a countout
0: nowadays sounds fine tingling already i'll have to go back and check the old dvr
1: <laughs> uh then we saw ricochet versus umberto cordillo uh i wish this i wish it was an alberto del rio right so he but could slap people at catering <laughs> they, they, uh, <laughs> they wrestled to a no contest. A double countout, if you can believe that. Oh, we're getting spicy never. on Raw. Double countout. <laughs> Can't oh, get it up man. enough. Uh, so let we'll me return of Jeff Hardy in the uh-huh. next match. Uh, you, I know you mentioned Matt Hardy on uh, AEW earlier. Uh, uh-huh. Jeff Hardy fought Cedric Alexander and took the W with a pinfall with a swanton bomb off the top rope. Ah. Uh... I remember last time we saw them live, we both lost our hearing because my douchebag ex screamed so loud. <laughs> we both wanted to slap her in the face. <laughs>
0: oh, that was a trip, man. Was that?
1: No, uh, that, was, no, that was No Way, no out. way out.
0: Yep, Yeah, 2001.
1: Cactus That's and uh, Trich in the cell. That's what we also got... To- more people yelling at us because Shane O'Mac hit the rock with a chair in the big show match.
0: Was that the night that you, I, and uh, Mr. Kevin Ewing all rock the Rocky Sucks
1: yes. shirts? Yes. That Kevin and I made at the store. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that was actually the only pay-per-view. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't Benoit on that card?
1: I think that was the only time I ever saw Chris yeah. Benoit
0: live in person. I believe he was. Yeah, he fought Angle, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so... That was uh, that was quite a time. Not to mention uh, Kevin and I trying to smoke a bowl in some like crack alley that we found in downtown in New Haven, Connecticut, before the show. So, yeah, that was a hell of a time, man. Good times. Uh, well, I can remember though specifically every time I think of that match. More than anything, well, of course it's poor Cactus crying as he's walking away supposedly for good at the end. But remember when? Cactus gets backdropped through the cell and comes down and his leg goes through the chair and he breaks the ring and everything. And Triple H is doing selling it perfectly. He's still up there, like and then they go down and they show Stephanie. She's holding the outside of the cell and she's like,
1: (laughs) Stephanie has the best facial expression. (laughs) Get him, Um, get him. Oh
0: man course, nothing will ever talk when Undertaker kidnapped her. Where to, Jim Stephanie? Stephanie. <laughs> he turned around. He's like... The, yeah, Undertaker was the limo, limo driver. Oh, it was so good. Then they crucified her. <laughs> uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay, let's
1: go back to Raw. We got, we got other shit to get to tonight, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere within this mix of the start of Raw, they did a contract signing. Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre came down to the ring. Uh, Bobby Lashley was late because he was doing something. Uh so Drew McIntyre <laughs> took the mic, started talking. Blah, blah 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 What
0: was he like posting stuff on Twitter
1: like I know. Would, You know, he's,
0: explanation he's, to what he was doing. <laughs> he can't be funny. bothered.
1: It was funny though because Drew McIntyre made reference to the Godfather. <laughs> oh nice dude. Yes. Pippin ain't was, easy. He he said something and it was like uh Bobby Lash is coming now with his train or something along like, but he made reference to The Godfather. Yes, dude, it's time
0: uh, once again. So
1: they both signed the contract, and the WWE Championship will be decided inside the Hell in the Cell, which we kind of already knew was going to happen at the Hell N- in the Cell. So yeah, it's going to be a hot
0: Hell in the Cell because it's happening in the end of July,
1: June. Then we saw Nikki Cross and Oscar versus. Flair and Raya Ripley mm-hmm. and uh Nikki Cross and Asuka took the win with yeah, a pinfall. I did not really watch that match, did not intrigue me. I'm tired of this little feud they have with Flair, Ripley, and Cross. Like, just get it all over with, put them in a three way match. Change well, that's
0: the what floor. they already did at Mania. That's the problem.
1: Like, it's already happened. Well, let's uh, do it again and, and let's let's let's, let's move, like, like move on. Yeah, let's move on, move on. It's done.
0: I actually was reading an article that randomly popped up on Facebook or something today. Well, I want to say from a legit, like, uh, not just some fan or some shit, um, a legit uh, source. Rest, critic source or whatever. Just basically saying how the WWE's women's division right now is garbage. And it's not the women's fault. It's just.
1: No, because they like, went yeah. to Mania and the, and the division was awesome at Mania. Yeah. And we, we've talked about that numerous times. Like Sasha Banks held that 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 main event card, and since Mania, the division has gone meh. Yeah,
0: and it's not anything against the very talented women that they have on their roster. It's simply no, it's, to,
1: it's to the like, writers, it's to the writers, even
0: those shit storylines that we don't
1: care about. Like, <laughs> I mean, what we We wasted three weeks on Raw with Nia Jax falling down and people making fun of her. Yeah. Shit.
0: Right, and then there was that whole thing where like that they just did and then it just disappeared where rick flair had uh turned on his own daughter you remember that yeah it was like okay and then you do all that and it completely pans out and you just make charlotte a heel again
1: i don't know it's just <sighs> yeah let's, let's, let's move on from it mm-hmm. uh, i wish they would too <laughs> Well, that's what I mean. Like they should move on from it, not us move from up. Yeah, no, just they like really move the fuck on
0: from it. This is how many times c- does this still correlate to our original point? I, our evidently mm-hmm. our main theme of the show now is like you got the talent, just use them,
1: use them right. We're gonna use them. We're, we're gonna change the name of the podcast and just use them Tuesdays. Yeah, dear Vince, wake the fuck up. <laughs> that's what we should call <laughs> the show. <laughs> uh, then we saw Mansour versus Drew Gulak. Mansour took the pinfall
0: Mansour? yeah his name is mansoar
1: yeah like, m-a-n-s-o-o-r i don't know oh my dear lord satan uh I mean, the next match scoring. was 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 a good one kofi kingston versus riddle that that was a good match i'm actually coming to start to be a, a riddle fan uh you know what i actually
0: did see a little bit of that i'm sorry i'm just i'm stuck on mansoar like <laughs> Really? He has Sore in his name?
1: <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's...
0: Does he what what's his finishing move? Herpes or something like <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the finisher that keeps on finishing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he gives you an STD. That's his finisher. And here he comes with a dreaded STD. <laughs> Thank you, Amy Young. Yes, what a terrible name.
1: Exactly. I'm,
0: we're surfing on the same wave there, my dear. <laughs>
1: Oh, then we saw Kofi and Riddle. Like I said, I'm becoming a more and more of a Riddle fan. He's got some pretty, some pretty decent talent underneath him, even though he wrestles barefoot and bike shorts. Uh, but other than that, I'm becoming a Riddle fan. I like, I like the uh, RK Bro storyline with that as they lost in the battle royal, but I think that can be a, a good line moving forward. Uh, Kofi did take the win via pinfall against Riddle at RAW, and then I guess this is the main event of RAW. Uh, Mm. Baszler was a guest on Alexa's Playground and Lily like no I'm not talking to you Alexa shut up
0: uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder that because I don't have an Alexa like if I was watching Raw and yeah. say Michael Cole says Alexa Bliss and
1: just it comes just on yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the and more Lily you know and Lily chased Baszler out oh. and that ended Raw that was Baszler I would rather have seen Kofi versus Riddle, or use a tag team battle royal as the main event.
0: Yeah, that the as I was, you know, just kind of glancing in and out last night, I did the one part I did pay attention to the most was the Riddle and Kofi match. Well, that should have been the main event.
1: Oh, uh, yeah,
0: but bad booking again. Bad booking. Right, exactly. Bad storylines. Bad booking.
1: But they use their talent, Vince. Come on.
0: It's easy peasy, man. You already paid for it. It's sitting right there, and you're not taking advantage of it whatsoever. Well, it's nice. like buying a brand new fridge and never plugging it in
1: or putting beer in it. Oh. See? Anyway, now that the Raw report, the AEW dynamite deposition, and the SmackDown stocks are done, it's time and to- all down. <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty> much. <laughs> Time to get into the the dessert of the show, if we will. Mm -hmm. Meat and potatoes time. The worst gimmicks and bizarre storylines that you could imagine. Drop those in the comments. What are yours? Boy, do we have a list. And let me right there Mm off the top: fucking Bastion Booger. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Look at them boobies. Bastion boobies. (laughs) That should have been his name, Bastion Boobies, dude. Right? That's what? We should have been. We need a time machine. We'll go back and become storyline writers and Vince, make wrestling up the, up the, up the up way it should line. have been. Right? Vince,
1: we'll, we'll bring you back from the dead and bring your company back. Just hire us uh-huh. storyline writers.
0: First thing I would have changed was Macho Man would have won the title or kept the title at WrestleMania Five. <laughs> Take that, Hulkster. Ooh, yeah.
1: So who would have won the title at WrestleMania Four then? Macho Man would have won it and he would have retained at WrestleMania 5. And now would, would he have lost to the Warrior at WrestleMania 6? Hell no. What, he would, just he would have
0: been WWF champion for life because I love the Macho Man. End of story.
1: What about WrestleMania 12 with Shawn Michaels and the Boyhood Dream? I love well everyone
0: else too, but there was Lifetime
1: heavyweight champion, in my opinion. No, I disagree. <laughs> no. You
0: know who was the ECW world heavyweight. Champion for life. Taz. Mm-mm. My favorite wrestler, gun to the head. Greatest of all time. The man that I wish would adopt me as his grandson. Oh, Tommy Dreamer.
1: <laughs>
0: that would be cool, I guess. Well, he's not that he's not old enough to be my grandpa. Terry Funk. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: The funker, man. He was presented with the lifetime I didn't know that. The CW Heavyweight Championship. Watch Beyond the Mat.
1: You'll see. I but it's been a while. Well,
0: then you obviously weren't paying attention.
1: At least I've seen it. Yeah, thank God you've
0: fucking seen that one. Jeez, dude. I fight you. <laughs> it's on like Donkey Kong, sucker.
1: <laughs> Bring it. Let's go. I'm going to
0: give you some Clarka Corn. you tell you that much?
1: <laughs> give you a double drop.
0: <laughs> Me and the Droogs, then. So uh, we Ooh. have two little we themes two topic tonight. So uh what would you like to kick her off with there, guy?
1: Uh let's go with uh let's kick off with the worst gimmicks.
0: Uh I can dig it, Daddy. I got we're a small list
1: here, but I got a little list in my head. One I know is gonna piss some people off, but hey, that's what I'm here for.
0: Yep, yeah, burr. I can uh, you know it's funny, that's actually how I started my no- notes off with the worst gimmicks. So All right.
1: we're just gonna go one for one on this and uh keep it going.
0: Yeah, fuck it. If uh you have one on my list or whatever, we'll just keep it working.
1: Uh well I'm gonna I'm gonna rip it right off. So I'm gonna rip the band-aid off right here. It was Mr. America. Hulkster was on my list. Yeah, that was garbage dude. Mr. America. Like that was right when Hulkster was on his like no. Well, I think he already had been at that rate for a bit, but it's his Hulkster. thoughts were crashing hard.
0: <gasps> yeah. I I wasn't watching wrestling at all back then. I had to find that out up about this years later. And I mean, when they, they did that whole thing on SmackDown where he like takes off the mask or whatever. And he's like, Shh, it's like,
1: yeah.
0: we didn't, we didn't know it was you really.
1: Right. I mean, that-
0: yeah. I don't know what I, like from what I understand, Hogan came up with that whole gimmick on his own.
1: I believe he um, did. Yeah. He shouldn't be rather allowed to write his own storyline.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He I should just be him.
0: up there forgetting which arena he's in. Dude, don't go ahead of us. The Yeti's on my list, Guy Manley. Yes, I will bring him up, but no spoilers.
1: No spoilers. Wait, wait. Pops, is is this a real question, or are you just being sarcastic?
0: No, Pops, dude. Mr. America was Hulk Hogan on SmackDown.
1: Yes, look it up. It's bad. It's really bad. When he
0: actually takes his mask off, this is how they ended an episode of SmackDown. And Hulkster goes, shh. It's like, (laughs) was that? <laughs> yep so way to kick it off right that was one on my list as well buddy so All right yeah go for it top of my one this is one i obviously tried to erase from the memory banks um <laughs> rosie the this was his name rosie the s dot h dot i dot t which was s-h-i-t shit for superhero in training Rosie, who yeah. was the cousin, I believe, of Umaga, they made him into this stupid, I don't even know what you call it, but yeah, his name was basically Rosie the Shit, because his gimmick was shit. They already knew it, and they <laughs> still went ahead with it anyway. So, Rosie the Shit, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can't write this, I'm telling you. Well, evidently, WWE could, not but... <laughs> It was a good thought at the time. Rosie the shit. Uh-huh. And he, it's not like he was the shit, like, you know, the hip kids say on the street now. No, it was just Rosie the shit. Like, we pooped this out and didn't flush. And here's your new gimmick, folks.
1: Oh, Speaking of shit, we mentioned at the top of the that segment here of Bastion Booger. Oh, yeah. You got to put on the list. Remember at SummerSlam... I don't remember what year it was, but they were outside having like a pool beach, like a beach party. Oh, wasn't like
0: sunny there? This is like '90s yeah. or something. And yeah. All,
1: okay. all the girls out there in and their skimpy bikinis, and and
0: everything looked awkward. I think you had like Davy Boy, British. like playing
1: <laughs> like volleyball. And and go was there. What? <laughs> no shit. Remember, there was a baby Ruth in the pool that they played it off as shit and a there, yeah. picked it up and ate it. <laughs> They totally did the Caddyshack.
0: Yes. Yes. That's right. Oh my God. I forgot all about that, dude. The duty. Spalding. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> oh my God. He's eating it. Duty.
0: <laughs> it's no big deal. So,
1: yes. Bastion, yeah. Bastion was the next on my list.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had Bastion for sure. Oh, Bastion was just like. Shouldn't
1: have <sighs> been brought in.
0: At all, it, it was just hard to look at, even as a kid. I was like, Ugh. and I'm you know,
1: I'm not I, good to look at either, but I'm not right, yeah.
0: And it's you know, it's impossible for me to find anything attractive in a man. Sorry, no offense to anyone out there. I only play one side of the field to each their own, no problem with that. But looking at this guy was just like, I felt disgusting, like, ew. Yeah, what a shirt her. So, and he had that awful, like, gray, you know, wrestling trunk speedo thing. Yeah,
1: God no. Well, he's right there in the background. (laughs) He's he's right next to the red rooster.
0: There's the bug,
1: dude. There's the bug.
0: Well, he had a great smile.
1: The smile was. Yeah, he he looked like he'd be from Maine with all them Mm (laughs) teeth.
0: So yeah, we both, uh, no doubt,
1: had to have
0: the old uh, booger on there. The old bug on the list. Uh, Next up for me was. Waylon Mercy I forgot all about him Waylon Mercy was trash This was in that time when WWF was Really struggling financially And went forth And all I remember He was another one, I just couldn't stand the way he Looked, like it wasn't even his gimmick Just I hate looking at his stupid face And he had the little knife tattooed On his forehead And yeah, Waylon Mercy Ugh Gross. It's amazing to think that some of... How many of these actually got approved by Creative? Like, that sounds like gold! Yeah, this is gonna work. Wayland Mercy!
1: Gag me. Pops, I'm going there next. Uh, Repo Man.
0: You know, I was gonna put Repo on my list, and I guess he deserves to be on the list, but... Okay, Smash from Demolition. There was some Repo... I don't know. There's some about Repo. I could never put my finger on it, but I kind of dug the Repo. I, so
1: I did not dig Repo. I thought his character was pointless.
0: I mean, well, oh, it, it was, was garbage. Good. But some about it's it's like a childhood nostalgia thing for me. I think. I don't know. But yeah, the character, the gimmick, was god garbage. awful. Like, what was he gonna do? Like,
1: repo fucking car or your belt? That <laughs> yeah, was kind of a cool play. Like, hey, you paid your WWE dues, so I'm gonna Repo your belt.
0: That actually, I guess, yeah, you're right. That would have been more interesting than what they actually did with them. So but yes, the list continues. Feel yes. free to let us know what what people you think we missed when we're done. No more spoilers. We appreciate the input. We gotta keep it keep it flowing here. So I'm gonna keep it up. Now I'm willing to bet this following one is not on your list. Let's see. Because this is one that I know most people have. Definitely tried to bury in the memory Banks. Fantasio.
1: Nope, I do not have Fantasmo, my dad. Do you
0: know who I'm talking about, Fantasio?
1: I only know because I saw him earlier when I was researching.
0: He only had one night in
1: the WWF. That's how bad his gimmick was. He
0: came out, he was supposed to be a half-mime and half-magician. Okay. Because, yeah. Everyone loves mimes and magicians in wrestling especially. Nothing gets the girls more excited than mimes and magicians. <laughs> yeah, like, you like mimes and magicians? This I still remember this watching this and being like when it was actually happening live and being like uh what is that? Uh Back then, when the company was floundering, they went through all kinds of grossness. So, yeah, Fantasio. Look him up, kids. You will definitely be disappointed.
1: (laughs) I got a few more here. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, this one here. He feuded with the big boss man when he first came in. Kind of his only really feud when he was in the WWF. Nails.
0: Yeah, I had Nails as well. Nails was one of those. We don't care. Move on. He was like the convicted murderer or some shit. I don't know.
1: But I think, didn't, didn't they play it where it was like Big Boss Man put him in jail?
0: Yeah, Cobb County.
1: <laughs> From Cobb County, and that's why he came out. And that was his only real feud was to fight Boss Man. I, all I remember is when Nails would hit him because he was like Big a spit. Ugh. Yeah, no, gross. So evidently Vince agreed because that was the
0: end of nails. He went back to uh, his holding cell in Cobb County, Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next on my list, definitely without question, is Disco Inferno. Yes. Woof. Gross. Horrible gimmick. Never cared. He was actually the WCW television champion at one point. Shows you how great how wise they were. Let's put the belt on disco duck. It's what they should have called him. So there's disco.
1: This one could have been spun in a positive way with WWF had they played it right, but the boogeyman.
0: Yeah. Um thank you. That you literally, like meatloaf, you took the words right out of my mouth because that's just what I was gonna say about boogeyman. Boogeyman could have been like. A Papa Shango true? kind of deal for what it was back then, and I know i doing my research. A lot of people put pa- Papa Shango I up as that too, one Shango. of the worst gimmicks. I I loved Papa Shango. I don't care. When I was a kid, I used to love playing him in WWF Royal Rumble on Sega. Yeah. But um, yeah, with this with Boogeyman, the idea was cool, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, had they spun in a different direction, it mm. could have worked. He, he could have feuded with. With someone like The Undertaker or like, Grell yeah. um, with the brood, uh, some someone more on that dark side where, but he was more just in for a short stint, and that was it. It was really, they built the hype up that he was going to be this big superstar coming in with all his promo videos, and mm-hmm. yeah, and
0: it. it was one of those. I think in creative, they thought it sounded great at the time, and then when they actually saw it, they were like, okay, we're just gonna have him eat some worms for a little bit, and then bye bye yep that's how that works in the wrestling business now this list would not be complete in my opinion anyways if we did not mention the one the only duke the dumpster
1: rosie guy manly thank you guy
0: good. manly ah right on cue guy yes they actually for all you younglings out there don't remember this or too young to know this The infinite wisdom that is Vince McMahon's, he created a character that was a garbage man. That was it. He was a garbage man. The only thing I can compare this to was a few years later when he made Man Mountain Rock. Uh (laughs) Big fucking goon that would come out wearing a tie-dye shirt and play guitar. Before his matches, but yet as we're seeing from the Nakamura and Corbin feud, apparently Vince loves having guys come out and play guitar for no fucking reason. Right.
1: It's still lot. happening
0: to this day. But yeah. Dupe the dumpster, buddy.
1: So I got three more on my list. And uh we're gonna go with Kamala. Kamala. Hmm. Yeah, I was not. Doing the research and remembering from my childhood, because while I am in my old age and my amnesia age, you died out. Kamala, it was just managed by Harvey Whippleman. Yes, he was. Just doesn't, it didn't fit to me within the storyline.
0: Well, this was kind of in a way, you know. I didn't notice, obviously, as a kid, but now you see it all these years later. It's like with uh, Akeem, the African dream gimmick. Uh, you He's supposedly from Africa. You couldn't come up with an actual African wrestler or, you know, you just had a big fat white guy. But right. And then, I mean, not to say that there aren't white people from Africa, but, you know. Um, yeah, no, this is another one of those, like, dude, it's
1: why bother Why? why? Wow. And
0: it's yeah, and it's kind of racist. Just like, <laughs> like
1: not not a good not a good look. Well, let's not forget too Akeem the American African dream, whatever his name was, was also a one man gang, the WrestleMania prior to WrestleMania five.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which they should have kept him as one bad. man gang. One man, because the whole Kamala thing was it you look back on it now, it's like uh poor taste.
1: I mean, the what? guy just walks around slapping his stomach with Harvey Whippleman directing him. <laughs> like, what the fuck is I
0: mean, That match when, uh, with Macho Man and Hulkster, and he was with um, Tag Team with Boss Man, and they go to bounce off the ropes, and <laughs> Kamala just sails right through him and hits the floor. <laughs> oh, great old botch that it was. Oh. So, yeah, the 80s had a lot of, you know, stuff we didn't notice at the time, but yet, yeah, really kind <laughs> of racist stuff. Kamala was definitely a racist character. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, so not a uh, good form there WWF but um i'll I got a couple more so I'm just gonna blast off a few so we can get moving on here. I got I have to more. mention all right I have have to mention the goon. yes we decided one day you know what we need on our roster a hockey player who can't play hockey who just wears skates to the ring That was the goon.
1: And then they make a movie out of it on Netflix called The Goon. <laughs> it actually
0: wasn't a bad movie. That was Stifler from American Pie. Yeah,
1: yeah. that movie was actually pretty decent, I will
0: say. But uh, The Goon, as far as WWF goes. Bah, 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 bah. Oh. What you got, Dada? Uh,
1: this <laughs> one's coming from Amy, which I will. She texted oh. on the side. What's uh, the lovely lady got for us? Yeah. Santa Claus.
0: Oh, he was on my list as well. Yep. I was Damn, getting you, to Amy.
1: That. Damn you. I was getting to that. I ruined it. I read it before, but. Ah, that's all right. Hey, I you know, know one what?
0: One. I should take back what I said earlier. You know what, guy? You know what? Pops? Say whatever the fuck you want. I shouldn't have said you That was my fault. So say whatever you will.
1: So since Amy went with that one, that was on your list. Yep. We covered we'll this. say this one's probably going to be on your list, but I'm about 75% sure positive. The Viking Berserker. himself, the Berserker.
0: Yes, Berserk was there.
1: And his move was picking someone up on his shoulder and tossing it. Yeah. Tossing him over the... I always thought he would be great in the Royal Rumble just because that was his finishing move.
0: And, as, and as a yeah, wrestler, and,
1: he was fucking horrible. Right, but then they totally never utilized that opportunity and just... Was he even
0: in a Royal Rumble? I don't even know.
1: I think he was. And yes, that's why you texted it to me. I get it. I said it. I ruined it. But you know what? (laughs) Here we are.
0: (laughs) Whatevs, Doug.
1: Whatevs. I got one more. Go for it.
0: All right. I'll just throw out... um, Let's see here. You only have one. A couple of the ones I have left have already been mentioned, including, yes, Santa Claus, who was Balls Mahoney in ECW. And when I met Balls back in '99, uh, he oh he couldn't have been cooler. And he actually, I I shot the shit with him for a good forty-five minutes outside in the parking lot. And um, he not only told me about how he played Eddie in the his college's Rocky Horror Picture Show production, which I thought it was awesome because I'm a huge Rocky Horror fan. But he went into great detail with me about being Santa Claus and how he knew right off the bat he was like. All right, so I can make some money off this gimmick, but I will never be in WWF ever again after this gimmick because <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus was, uh, yeah, he he was Santa's evil twin, and he would steal toys from kids. So Balls kind of knew the writing on the wall. Balls would eventually come back into WWE after they took over ECW, but they wasted Balls. They wasted, wasted Balls. So thank you, Miss Amy, for that one. Um, I mentioned the goon. uh, This was one I actually forgot about, but it needs to be mentioned, was Paul Paul Burchill as a complete Johnny Depp ripoff of Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. WWE did that a few years back. Um, And since you only have one more, let me just list off a few. I'll get it over real quick. Glacier, who was just... Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero ripoff in WCW. Remember Glacier? Yeah. Wish we could forget him. Horrible. Mortis, formerly known as Wrath, who also sucked donkey schlong in WCW. Uh, You did mention the Boogeyman. Here's one I I really did want to bring up, and then I'll let you get to your last one, and I'll be able to wrap it up real quick after that. But um, Eugene. Mm. Poor taste in WWE's part, man. You basically made a character about someone who was mentally challenged like
1: yeah 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 we talk about, being, we talk about kamala being a bad choice this one's even think, right worst choice yeah
0: i mean at least you could put it at least you could say eh, kamala not that justifying it but it was the 80s you know different time. but by the time they did eugene's character like you guys should have known
1: better that, And especially where they do so much for like Make a Wish and Children's Hospital. Right?
0: Yeah, that was like, dude, not cool. Not
1: cool at all. (laughs) That was a big. Um,
0: and then I only have two more, I think. Well, Mike Awesome as the Fat Chick Thriller slash that seventies guy in WCW. Mike Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, single age was always a huge Mike awesome fan. And he did have great matches, especially against, you know, Oh God, his matches with Tanaka were just some of the most brutal matches you had ever seen, whether it was Japan or ECW, but I couldn't stand Mike awesome otherwise. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I have two more. I need to mention before we wrap this up here. Okay. So go for it. I got uh, Isaac Yakum, DDS. Yep original Kane character but he was a dentist Jerry lawler was his manager woof before you Man. go further okay I only have one more so
1: because mine plays into that character okay I don't like the Kane gimmick oh <gasps> oh Jerry lawler I do not like Kane gimmick from when he came in oh
0: I thought you said King
1: I'm sorry no no Kane sorry okay because I don't like his gimmick. For one, when he came in, his face was supposed to be burnt because I'm bigger burned him. He couldn't talk. And <laughs> half his mask comes off and he's not burnt and he can talk all of a sudden. And now he's governor. He's a mayor, actually. Whatever. Mayor. Some politician. Down there in Tennessee, yes. But my, my, my point being is if you're watching it and you're trying to follow the storyline, like, where does his burned face go? Minute, <laughs> well, why, you're right. Why why come out and have him in, in, as Undertaker's brother and say he burned him and then his face falls off and his mask falls off and he's not burnt. The burns don't go away. Mm-hmm. And then one minute he's right.
0: in the one night he was in DX. Suck it. <laughs> With the <a> dracheotomy
1: <laughs> And now he can Yep. Talk. Like, Mm -hmm. I do not like that gimmick. They could have played it a lot better to partner with The Undertaker, partner with other things. Mm -hmm. Big fail. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Kane's coming up in our last segment of the evening. That's for sure. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, there was Isaac. And then uh, my last one to uh, officially put the worst gimmicks to bed. Um, (laughs) yeah, that was definitely going to be Mantar, Mantar, Mantar. There was a Mantar (laughs) for any of you out there who don't know about Mantar. Here was Mantar. Okay. This was like 94, no 95, probably 96, maybe before the attitude era started. Um, and they were still constantly going through these horrible gimmicks. Yeah. This guy would come out and he basically looked like a, giant egg who wore what was supposed to I guess be a bull costume and he'd go moo, as <laughs> <And laughs> yes, he made his out to, way out to the ring with the bull hat on <laughs> and then he'd take the bull hat off and he'd have a completely horrible match so yes Mantar definitely my number one um, I forgot I actually had uh, yes the Yeti which was mentioned hoaxers Miss America oh the kiss demon and WCW uh, absolute garbage Renegade, who was a ro- warrior ripoff in WCW. Uh, okay. You got to mention Shockmaster because. <laughs> uh, and this list would not be complete without the Gobbledy Gooker.
1: Amy just texted me that one.
0: Thank you, Amy. Yes, we we totally would have dropped the ball if we did not mention go- <laughs> Gobbledy Gooker. Interesting story about Gobbledy Gooker. Um, if you watch Undertaker's Last Ride, Mm -hmm. He said that back in the day, this was when he was getting into WWF and he didn't really have a solid gimmick made up for him yet. And when he saw this giant chicken egg that they brought out, mean jeans talking to the egg in front of the crowd, he was like, all right, so I guess I'm going to be a giant chicken now. (laughs) That's what Undertaker actually thought he was going to be a gobbledygooker. Thank Satan for us all. That was not the case. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i just i thought that was hilarious gobbledygooker <laughs> and yes the yeti which uh, i believe guy mentioned before it was just universal yeah. studios mummy in wcw Ugh. <laughs> so that's that yeah <laughs> I think. oh and we have to mention uh max moon who they're showing right there along with uh red rooster max moon who was actually conan in wwf
1: Oh, so many gimmicks. So many gimmicks. So (laughs) So um, many horrible, horrible memories. Flashbacks, PTSD at its finest. (laughs)
0: This is like Vietnam.
1: (laughs) As we wrap up this episode, Match 9, whatever you want to call it, here on Off the Rope Tuesdays, again, thank you for all your support. Uh, Watching our... Fabulous five people out there watching. We appreciate you. Uh, some quick five fans, five
0: fans, five fans, five fans, five
1: fans. We have officially hit 50 <laughs> downloads of this podcast on the streaming side. Oh, well. So we're well, all right. Downloading that want us to listen to us. We appreciate you. Right
0: on. Thank you, guys. That's awesome. Very cool.
1: We appreciate everything. And as we wrap it up, we're going to get into a couple of the worst uh, storylines. Mm-hmm. I know, which is always fun. Um, I just
0: highlighted the best of the best, really. Yes. The most sorrow storylines
1: in wrestling history. I just only, the cream of the crop is what I'm going for. I only with. got a few. I didn't do too, too much research into this. Uh, I figured okay. we'd just ramble yeah. on a, a couple of them for 45 minutes and make the show three hours tonight.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah now we're giving the fans an added bonus. Just like WrestleMania, folks, we're adding another night
1: tomorrow. Because <laughs> this is like Monday Night Raw. Three and a half hours. Yeah, right? <laughs> Which, actually, Raw is slated for three and a half hours. It's 8 to 11.30. I'm yeah, because they've always run over. That was Vince's trick back in the
0: Monday Night War days. And then, of course, yeah. WCW was like, hey, fuck it. We own the network, so we're going to go like 30 minutes past what you're doing.
1: <laughs> Amy says, oh, shit, fire. I hope your house isn't on fire. Or you're, yeah. Maybe it's Harlem Heat. All right.
0: Take it off
1: with your
0: first storyline. No, no, no. Yes, folks, it is the oh, most man. bizarro storylines in wrestling history. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to start with this one, but I think I'm going to save her for last because it just might be my money shot, in my opinion. Uh-huh. All right. Mm-hmm. So, first and foremost, I'm going with the Katie Vick story. All of you out there who know that name knows exactly what I'm talking about. She supposedly was Kane's girlfriend who died in a car accident while Kane was driving the car. And then Triple H came out as for whatever reason Kane was in the ring, like having to explain all this, but still never got that part. Triple H comes out and accuses Kane of not only murdering Katie, but engaging in necrophilia with her corpse. But there's more. <laughs> the worst part came when a video segment was shown of a shirtless Triple H in a funeral home climbing into a casket with a mannequin that's supposed to be <laughs> the deceased Katie while he's wearing a toy cane mask. And then, oh, because we are we just... We can't stop there, can we? Oh, no. He proceeds to have sex with the mannequin, or pretend to have sex with a mannequin. That's when the camera went off, and you hear him like, oh, Katie. Uh, I oh, I need a
1: moment. Take this away, Dave. Please, Diggs, help me. Uh Amy says, no, the house is not on fire. She was talking about our download. So, yes. Yeah, so that's should... Yeah, right off, Amy. Thank you. Thank, yes. you, thank you. Sorry, uh, I'm stoned. I didn't catch it. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to roll my first one here. I know you'll know this one very well. was the Big Boss Man, Al Snow feud. (laughs) And and, and, in particular, the steak dinner.
0: Mm -hmm, This was on my list, too. Yep, but please continue. uh,
1: Big Boss Man was feeding the steak dinner and having a dinner with Al Snow in the hotel room, if you will. (laughs) And Al Snow's eating Uh, the steak, and Boss Man's like, (laughs) it's pepper. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's- yep,
0: that's right Big Boss Man fed Al Snow his own
1: <laughs> His dog <laughs> Which
0: then led to one of the most Horrible matches ever The cage inside a Hell in a Cell match With the dogs surrounding the ring Between Al Snow and Big Boss Man Where the supposedly Horribly vicious dogs that were gonna Keep Boss Man and Al Snow on their toes Only proceeded to shit, piss, and hump each other During the match <laughs> That's where that went. Also, speaking of boss man, don't forget um that whole feud he had with the big show where Big Show's dad died, and Big to took, took the casket up, and there was poor Big Show had to run and leap on his dad's casket. Boss man dragged it away. Like, oh boy, yeah, that happened.
1: Oh, that was good. <laughs>
0: um, I'm going back for my number two. Sticking with the uh, same man in particular, the Demon Gain. Yep. As he once forced Lita to marry him so he wouldn't murder Matt Hardy, which resulted in Lita becoming pregnant. Lita then has a miscarriage <laughs> after, after Gene Snitsky, as ugly as he was, hit Kane with a chair, which caused Kane to fall on top of Lita thus making her lose the baby live in the ring on national television. But it wasn't over there. Oh, no. Because what they do the following after Lita supposedly had a miscarriage live on national television in the ring, that wasn't enough. No, no, no. We had Snitsky walk down into the ring and take a toy baby in front of Lita and punt it into the crowd. (laughs) Yeah. He pretended no. it was the baby that had died, and punted it into
1: the crowd. Another good hit WWE.
0: What the fuck was that, dude? Like you guys did that necrophilia like, and then baby shit? Like, oh, oh. why did all this happen to Kane? I kind of liked Kane. I don't know. Right? Oh. <laughs> he seems like a good dude. Oh, ma'am so that's my number two <laughs>
1: oh.
0: yep Snitsky punted the baby
1: into the audience
0: that happened the miscarried baby
1: <laughs> oh, so I think we should just do a uh, do our five and then call it yep that's cool it, Daddy. Uh, my number two is gonna be the custody battle. Of Dominic.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm glad you mentioned this because I actually <laughs> forgot to put this on my list.
1: <laughs> Rest in powder, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie,
0: love you, buddy. Hell yeah. One of my all-time favorites, but
1: fighting over custody of now one half of the WWE tag team champion, Dominic and his father, Rey Mysterio. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: Like uh, DSS is suddenly getting involved in storylines. <laughs> That's how I thought. That was my first thought when I saw that. I was like, um, so you got Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, two of the best wrestlers in the world. And this is what you're coming up with for their feud. I'm like, Eddie just freaks out and decides he wants, he's Dominic's dad one day. Like, what? <laughs> so that, that was another one of those, that happened. Oh. <laughs> And now, yeah, isn't it wild now the kid's oh. tag team champion with his dad? That's crazy. His actual dad? Huh? That's pretty wild. That cool. is pretty cool. I'll give him that, yeah. Um, all right, I'm saving my best for last, so I'll just uh, shoot out another quick one. I had to mention uh, when Goldust actually used homophobia to win the Intercontinental title <laughs> as he was always kissing and trying to basically molest Razor Ramon. And, of course, who could ever forget, which is, in my opinion, is perhaps the greatest moment in the history of professional wrestling when Goldust performed mouth-to-mouth on an unconscious Ahmed Johnson. Yeah. On the door. Oh, uh, that might be it for me. I think that might be the greatest of all time. Yeah. So, Him man. choking Bob Sparkplug Holly as he was looking for Goldust and then mark uh mark Marrow going you're looking for gold dust right there oh genius but yeah gold dust they actually used homophobia to introduce his character they made razor ramon a homophobe and ahmed too
1: yeah that happened oh it happened it's true it's true oh what do i have here i got some shit written Damn.
0: I have three more little quickies and then I have one that we really, really is going to have to be the main event of the show here. I'm I think you go, already know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, it's, it's in the chat already. I haven't put it up just for that sake. <laughs> yeah. I got to uh-huh. go, bring it back. I got to bring okay. it back to the Macho Man and Elizabeth wedding par- uh, wedding party, if you will. Or the wedding okay. ceremony, with Jake the Snake Roberts mm-hmm. and all the cobras in the packages. I just now What was
0: your gripe with this? The
1: fact that in real life, Macho Man and Elizabeth,
0: their ma- marriage was really falling apart, and
1: they had to do this
0: whole storyline.
1: Yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't like the storyline. I don't. I didn't like the feud with him and Macho Man um i actually liked the feud with macho man and jake of course
0: that gave us the infamous you know macho man tied up in the fucking ropes yeah, yeah. And hit, bit by the fucking snake and everything which is i oh god when i was a kid watching that
1: i i freaked out i was like what but yeah, all right, yeah i can see it that, um, that, that's just one and i guess i guess more more along the lines of any kind of wedding shit happening in the wrestling world. Yeah. Yeah. Because it always ends the same way. A cake in the face or whatever. That that, that could lead right into my, one of my last ones would be the Triple H and Stephanie. I knew that's where you were going. What Wedding ceremony through Vegas where she's passed out and he's like, look, we got married and she's all. Drugged up and yeah, like Triple
0: H roofied Stephanie and brought her through a drive through wedding in Las Vegas where he proceeded to make it look like her mouth was moving and suddenly became legally married to a roofie comatose Stephanie. That's the storylines we did back then. And here (laughs) we are, apparently, was a cool topic back.
1: So, so let's Ugh. let's 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 break this down we have rape we have people <laughs> right. with disabilities homophobia and homophobia <laughs> and racial issues good job yeah. wwe good yeah job.
0: yeah wcw got okay. in on that as well so um yeah we had uh oh and don't forget everyone's favorite necrophilia because that's yeah. on the list um yeah.
1: <laughs> Amy I just says, gotta
0: throw these last three out real quick, and then I, we'll wrap it up with which
1: is definitely. And you just hate when that happens. Um. Yeah. Indeed. Right. <laughs> I hate when you get drugged and get then get married in a drive through.
0: You know, I I gotta say, I, I guess I I was never sexy enough. Nobody ever roofed me and wanted to take me home. Oh, I was I, just looking for the free buzz.
1: Only drive so. through I went through was McDonald's for chicken nuggets and Big Macs. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: and- <laughs> Although, when I was in Las Vegas, I actually did
1: see those drive through chapels. Oh, yeah, I see. All right.
0: Um, but, yeah, real quick, got to give some shout outs to uh, when the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, bought Hercules Hernandez as his slave.
1: Now we have slavery.
0: Yep, slavery to the list. Uh, there was also when Vince McMahon made Trish Stratus strip and bark like a dog on her hands and knees in the ring.
1: Well, there's sexual harassment. Get
0: away, with, get away with that one now, Vince. Yeah, I think you'd be getting a call from HR on that one. And who could ever forget when Val Venus was threatened with castration by an Asian gang with a samurai sword? The infamous line, I choppy choppy your pee pee. Yeah, they were going to chop off <laughs> Val Venus's dick live oh, on Raw. Oh.
1: <laughs> that happened, <laughs> and that all leads to this.
0: The oh yes, <laughs> fireworks are firing off above my dome piece right now because this is going to be—I mean—the Katie Vick Kane story and the miscarriage.
1: I would say they're the only ones that compare to this one. But this one's going to go f- for a long time. Like, th- there's no trying mm-hmm. to beat this or beat this. Yeah.
0: Even people like my girl who hasn't watched wrestling in a long time, she'll never forget this moment. Because it's one of those, if you were there to see it when it happened, you will never, ever, ever, mm-hmm. unfortunately, forget it. Uh. Yeah, we're talking about when uh, sexual chocolate, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, not only started off by committing giron to full. Oh, I'm sorry, giron to This is apparently I had to look this up. This is basically, yes, this is basically the reverse of a child molester. This is someone who takes advantage of an elderly person for sexual gratification. That's basically what the storyline started on. Pops Ghostly, he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, the storyline was founded on a young Mark oh. Henry basically taking advantage of an elderly woman in May Young who was 77 years young at the time. But that wasn't enough. That was enough. Vince looked at this and said, hmm, reverse child molestation eh? with the elderly. I can do better. And then we found out that Mae Young, at 77 years old, was pregnant by Mark Henry. Yep. Would you like to inform our studio audience as to how that pregnancy played out there, Mr. Diggs? <laughs> uh, <ugh.
1: laughs> yes. Let's
0: give him a big hand, folks.
1: Right. yeah. <laughs> Guy Manley put it in the chat a while ago. Whoa. <laughs>
0: What the Yours, fuck? Mr. Manly? May Young at 77 years old somehow became pregnant and gave birth to a rubber hand. How that was it. Like this storyline it... went on for months, and they this was the ultimate epitome of we don't know how to fucking end this. So there's a rubber hand coming out of May Young's. Hoop.
1: That is so gross. That whole storyline was as gross. It just- was painful to watch. Like you cringed. You actually cringed. Well, wasn't wasn't there a part too where it was him, Mae Young, and that was the other, other old, the other old lady that was part of that. Oh, uh,
0: fabulous, fabulous, Mula. fabulous Moolah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. There was a part where there was them two and central chocolate in bed. Yeah, cuz that
0: was that whole time period where Vince had a fetish for beating the shit out of old ladies. <laughs> oh. Poor me, I'm getting power bombed by Bubba Ray off the fucking stage. Like Vince apparently is not cool with old ladies.
1: <laughs> so yeah, the Mae hand Young, is now the hand is now mayor of West Virginia.
0: Well, he's gonna run against Kane in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, that happened. Mae Young was supposedly impregnated by sexual chocolate and
1: gave birth to gave a rubber birth hand
0: to a rubber hand. Which to make it even worse, I had to go back and watch that clip again today just for research's sake. Mm, and, research. Uh-huh. they Oh, yeah, because that's my idea of hot smut there, Diggs. Nothing like a 77-year-old woman giving birth to a rubber hand to get you going. Get a handy. But no, dude, so when they did the whole thing, and there's Pat Patterson, he, like, pulls out the hand, and it's, they actually put, like, fake blood on it, like,
1: oh. <laughs> Choke it down. Oh, my God. Choke it down. <laughs> We're going to leave you on that note, folks. <laughs> Thank you for joining yeah. us. Yeah. We went really long tonight. We appreciate you sticking around. We're here at two-hour mark. We're going to cut it. We're going to say good night. We will see you next Tuesday uh, with some new topics. Hopefully, we can come up with something sooner rather than later. Oh, I'm sure uh, we can dig it up, Daddy. Uh, maybe some best intros next week. We'll come up with that. Oh, maybe the see intro seems. Yeah, I like that. Maybe best and worst intros. We should play it.
0: Billy Gunn's ass man, the whole show. Play Enzo for you.
1: All
0: right, that might be strike three. This could be the final show. All First, right, the movies now. This uh,
1: strike three. Step there, Diggs, yeah. Ooh. We're out of here. I am Diggs. That is Jack Lawrence. <laughs> we will see you guys next Tuesday. Thank you for watching and listening.
0: Costa la pasta.